It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. Stay wise to the times is the game Relationships and money talk in the old way Oh, and if you didn't hear the name Just some wise girls Wise girls Wise girls Hey, 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 good people Welcome to episode 6 of Dim Wise Girls <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all Carrie is not in the best of moods today She looks like I just dragged her to her first day of preschool uh, so. You're always so mean to me Y'all understand how K-Ray is so soft-spoken, so it seems like she is never mean, but it's the quiet, silent stabbing that kills most people. Statistically, how people die. More stabbings than gunshot wounds. Shut up. (laughs) So welcome to episode six of Dem Wise Girls. Today is carefree in the trap. Yes, because I am carefree, I'm living my best life, and I ride to work listening to 2 Chains. So, we got a special guest in the house today. We got Vibe One. He is coming up. We cannot wait to get down with the get down. And fun fact about them wise girls. Did you know that I actually love trap and ratchet hip-hop and K-Ray? I I can speak for myself. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I I don't get it. I can't vibe with it. What's not to get? It's fun. It's live. Every day I'm hustling, hustling. First of all, that's not what I think of when I think trap, but... I well, don't find it to be fun. It doesn't get me in a good space. It don't get me in a hype mood. It just made me want to just... What? Yeah, right. Pretty girls love trap music. It's like everything. Believe in yourself, huh? Who else can believe in Who? Who else can believe in you? Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, so believe thank y'all and welcome Health to this wealth. episode of Them Wise Girls. We're talking about hip-hop, we're talking about trap, and we got our special guest vibe, as we said. So guess what? Stay tuned because it's going to be an awesome show. Believe in yourself, huh? Oh my God, the toilet is overflowing. Do you have a plunger? I don't have a plunger, I don't have a plan, and I don't know what to do. It looks like we're gonna have to make the wise choice. Wise plumbing, that is. The number one plumbing choice in the Cincinnati metropolitan area. Call Bob Wise at 513-772-7507. Make the wise choice. All right, and we are back with our movie quote. Movie quote, brown sugar. <laughs> well, since K-Ray didn't already told y'all where the movie quote is coming from today, we talking about, you know, that very opening scene of brown sugar when they're interviewing all the greatest MCs ever to touch the stage. That's right, MCs, masters of ceremonies, real rap. Real hip hop. Okay. okay. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Dad, K-Ray. <laughs> you know, they interview in Common, Black Thought, Pete Rock. Oh, my God. Just that scene is so iconic. But she says she starts the interview off the same way with everyone. And she asks the question, so when did you fall in love with hip hop? 
So, when'd you fall in love with hip-hop? I basically fell in love with hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? When cats first start going out to the parks, you know, with the two turntables, the mic. I think it was 1977. People are rocking in the parks. I can remember back in the Bronx. 1979. Set up some turntables in front of the building. It was getting the power from the street lamps outside. Plugged it up into the street pole. MC and DJ and B-boy and break dancing. Break dancing or popping beats or rhymes. You know, I, I, I was in love with it. Probably about 12 years old, man. And I was watching Wild Style. It was creative, it was new, it was fresh. Breaking, rapping, battling. Just the whole culture period. Band by the show. Africa Islam show. It was just like our way of expression. Hip hop spoke directly to me because, you know, it, it was speaking from the language that the people I was dealing with was speaking in. And I loved it as soon as I, as soon as I got introduced to it. I was gonna be dealing with hip hop whether I, I wanted to or not. Like a forced marriage, it was, it was predetermined. And I heard Eric Beast for president, and that kind of changed my life. I heard the message, Melly Mel. There was a rapper named Eddie Chiba, who was one of the pioneers. When I first heard Sugar Hill Gang. And rappers delight. Light. Rappers Delight. That set it off for rap music. Funky Four plus one more. Plus one more, you know what I'm saying? Furious Five, Freedom. Running them and Houdini freestyling. Sucker MCs by Run DMC. Sucker MCs live. Grandmaster Flash on the wheels of steel. Grandmaster Cass from the Cold Crush Brothers. Cold Crush. Cold Crush. Cold Crush. Grandmaster Flash. Treacherous Three, Body Rock. Spoolie G, Love Rap. The first time I heard Rebel Without a Pause. Eric B. and Rakim, and APMD and them. I, I gotta say, Public Enemy as a group, you know, classics, bangers. I mean, to this day, they bangers. I just loved what it, what it sounded like, and I love what he was saying. You know, the whole slick tongue thing. I felt like these these dudes is the truth. Forget everything else you heard on the radio and all that. This is it. This is what I want to do. I was in. When did you fall in love with hip hop? Um, I really can't quite pinpoint the exact date and time as she did, but it had to be somewhere in my youth. I'm going to talk about it actually more in my rant. My rant is kind of like the bomb today. Mm-hmm. So let's just twinkle, twinkle over to you not liking trap music. I really don't have much else to say about it other than it just doesn't, it doesn't vibe with me. You know, I don't have... A feel it makes me actually feel have give feelings of despair. Like I don't feel hype when I hear trap music. I just feel like Armageddon. Life is over. <laughs> the sky is falling. Well, honestly, I think this is very interesting because this makes like a a very good dynamic for the episode actually because mm-hmm. it's like old school versus new school because you're over there acting like you don't like hip. No, I didn't say I didn't like hip hop. I said I didn't like the trap. The trap sound. Like, I love hip-hop. I love, like, I mean, I don't know about the day I fell in love with hip-hop, but I know, I remember when I fell in love with New Jack Swing. I remember when I fell in love with uh, Heavy D. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah. Like, all day, every day for me, that's my groove. That's your groove. Yeah. You have not evolved past the nine Well, I can't say I can't have an involved past it because if you really think about it, I was born in 88. Yeah. So I know from research, I know from, you know, listening to this music after the fact, but technically I wasn't old enough there to experience it in its fullness 
in its prime. You know what I'm saying? I think as like music historian, you know, the novice music historians that we are, mm-hmm. I feel like we do have interesting perspectives on the artists that we do like because we weren't there in the moment. Yeah. So when we go back, we find smaller treasures that maybe weren't picked up on. Like, we have a different association with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually gives us a fun perspective because I probably didn't listen to Nas's Illmatic until I was 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't old enough to be listening to it at that moment. But for real, for real, Illmatic got me through, like, a breakup. (laughs) Um, Illmatic, um, it was written. Like, it gave me a whole new perspective of Nas because when I was in high school, you know, like, Nostradamus had came out. I was like, Uchi Wally Nas, and I liked it. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends who was like, I hate Uchi Wally. Like, how could you like that song? And I was like, well, you're older than me, so you were probably, like, experiencing him, like, as this very lyrical rap MC. Mm -hmm. And, like, my experience with him was totally different because, like, you know, Uchi Wally. Remember that song he did with, um, was Alicia Keys in that? No. When he did that, I know I can be what I want to be. You know what I mean? That was my perspective of Nas and him on the Hot Boys. Oh, that verse was so fire. Missy Elliott's Hot Boys. Um, But yeah, I feel like I came in right as it was like getting, like I was on the cusp of when everything was getting as ratchet as it could be, like BET uncut ratch. Ratch. Y'all should see how Carrie is looking at me. No, but I know what you're saying. If you're older and experiencing it, you, I think you have a greater expectation of, and you come to this realization, not just, you know, about yourself, but about life and about images and about words and what they mean. And you just have a total different perspective on art that's being put out there, not just art, but things that influence culture and society. And you hear something like Uchi Wild, you're like, hold up. I don't want, you know, I don't want that out there because I don't want you... I don't want the perspective or somebody's um, knowledge of something to be so focused on something like a song like Uchi Wally. Like, I don't want you to be like... When you're one of the greatest MCs ever. But I feel like people need that space as artists. Like, I need space to have fun, to be serious. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe we need to hold accountability to ourselves, that whole, I'm not a role model. And it's like, you are, but you aren't. You should be able to explore and showcase all sides of yourself as a hip-hop artist? You are an artist. You are an artist, but I think people need to also respect the fact that when you reach a level and you have a platform that um, you need to be aware of that. But as an artist, I don't think you always have full comprehension of what level you're on. You know what I mean? Like, No, I think, think you do. I think you don't. I think you do. Not at all. Okay. In hindsight, is always twenty twenty. Hindsight is always. I'm not talking about. A, I'm not talking about no new artists. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to censor artists. That's not what I'm saying. Cause I don't think we should. We should change the culture and be like, hey, yo, just because you're famous and you're popular and you're an artist doesn't mean you're a role model. But I'm gonna say for Nas in particularly. Okay. I'm gonna show you how you could not be aware of like what level your platform is on. So if you come out with Illmatic, which is like an instant classic, five mics and double XL and the source, you know what I mean? Like you come out with like a classic, instant classic. That's your first album. That's your first album. You have no idea. But then on the flip side of you created your first album as a classic, right? After that, you broke. You still live in a normal ass life. So you don't feel like your platform is like, you, you don't feel sell, like Michael Jackson. You sell 
100,000 records. Okay, right. If you sold 100 million albums and you still living at your mama's house, it's not you about like... you think a platform is about money? I don't think always, but I think I thought platform is about about how many people hearing your voice. That's true, but what if you don't feel like anybody's hearing you? Like what if we at our own point of having a podcast don't even understand our reach cuz you feel like oh, maybe 150 people listen to your podcast when you really want tens of thousands of people to be listening to it, right? So you feel like, I'm not affecting anybody. Only 100 people listen, right? Mm -hmm. So then, like, you'll go on with yourself and not feel like you're doing much of anything. You're not making that big of a contribution. And then, like, when you look back on it, you feel like, man, zero people could have heard this. (laughs) Like, zero people could have heard this. I did affect this many people. I think... You know, in those moments when you're living real life, you're doing real things, and, like, art is just something you do, You might, it, it might take you a minute to be like, oh, shit, this is, like, this is a real thing I got here. I might need to uh, use it for use it for good and not evil. Hmm. I don't know. So I think we're thinking about two different definitions of platforms. Because hmm. sometimes I just think of platform as more of a black and white, like, how... A, a position where you can be heard whether people understand you or not that's a totally different thing but if you're if you're in a position where your voice and what you created it could be broadcast to hear over thousands of people mm. it's a platform it's a platform whether no matter what no matter what else is going what on else in your is life. going on in your life how much money you're making or not you can be making two cents an hour but if a thousand a hundred thousand people can hear have the opportunity to hear you, <clears throat> excuse me, as a platform, in my mind. In your mind. Well, because it's not really about career success. I know, but most people, it. I know lots of artists, so I know how artists feel like they're just not making an impact. Just because what you envisioned isn't matching up with your reality. I'm not talking about impact. I'm just talking about... Right, but I'm just saying when you don't visibility. feel like visibility, but you see, you're looking from visibility from the outside in, and the artist is seeing things from the inside out. And they're just having a moment. They're relating to their own life in a moment in a dark booth, having a good time to a beat they liked. So it's... Uchi wally wally, uchi bang bang. He really, really, really okay. worked my body. Yeah, make her stop, y'all. Um, he really, really, really turned me out. All right, so when we come back, we're gonna have our rant. So y'all, give us a moment to take this break and holla. Sell records to people who are actually buying them. So I need a group who's gonna be able to get me that MTV rotation, baby. Now Benny can. Rip. Ren and Ten. <laughs> they the future, baby. Now Eminem, he paved the way. They gonna be like Paul McCartney and, 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 and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you know? Paul McCartney and, and, and Michael Jackson. Woo! You can do a remake of The Girl Is Mine. Oh, shit, hell yeah. See, that's why I got you here. Oh, that's gonna be tight. I'm gonna be able to call it uh, 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 That Hole Is Mine. Hey, Laura, your Instagram feed looks awesome. Oh, thank you. I have been working with Purple Eye Potion. They have been capturing all of my professional headshots, all the work for my blog. You should really check them out. 
Really? I've been looking for a professional photographer to take some engagement photos. Well, you should definitely go to their website at purpleeyepotion.com. You will get $10 off of any $50 purchase or more. You can go to Purple Eye Potion at P-U-R-P-L-E-I-P-O-T-I-O-N.com. Purple Eye Potion, the potion to capture your life in motion. All right, we are Bizak. We're back. And we're here for the rant. Yes, Laura. So what you want to say about hip-hop in today's age, girl? All right, well, here you go. Unlike Sydney and Brown Sugar, I can't recall when I fell in love with hip-hop. It's always been in my life as a child born in the late 80s, raised in the 90s. Whether it was singing gin and juice on the school bus, chanting U-N-I-T-Y on the playground, or making out with my freshman crush to twist this get it wet, feel so good, and emotions. Shout out to Kyle for making a mixtape with only three songs on it and putting it on repeat. You show true dedication to Mackin'. Hip-hop has always been the voice of the youth, which explains why it's an ever-changing, pivotal part of our culture that keeps innovating and subsequently disappearing. People always are getting older, so the sound of the youth changes every five to eight years. Growing up in the 90s gave me a front-row seat to the importance of female MCs like Queen Latifah, MC Light, Salt and Pepper, Left Eye, Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott, Eve, Trina, Foxy Brown, Lil' Kim, hell, even the lesser recognized female MCs like Lady of Rage, Mia X, Gangsta Boo, Soleil, yes, I'm talking about Genuine's ex-wife. I recall them getting MTV rotation, demanding respect, all in their own unique ways. As much as I love their innovative style and the visible visible sexuality of Foxy Brown and Little Kim. At the time, the culture was very music video centric. The previous generation of cute tomboys made themselves just one of the boys. The sexuality of the new generation made women blend in with the video host, so you couldn't tell the star from the extras, just like, and just like that, there went female energy in hip hop. And with fewer women on the scene, we all adopted a let's let boys be boys mentality. I was less offended by misogynistic lyrics when I was young, but I felt this need to differentiate myself from the hoes that the rappers were talking about. I adopted a he ain't talking about me attitude, but along the way I realized she is me. I was limiting myself to the male gaze of these lyrics. I was being stereotyped by the culture that I love so much and often times identified with. I was also standing on a respectability tightrope where I could fall into rape culture or slut shaming. So how can one be woke and love trap music, especially when the sound of 2 chains sounds like getting money and balling out in Gucci? Uh, do I put away my 3-6 mafia? Much like the old saying goes, there is a time for men to put away childish things. Do I still let cash money take over for the 9-9s and the 2000s? If hip-hop is the voice of the youth and a place where black and brown women and men can feel comfortable expressing themselves, should we honestly take it away from them? Or should we throw away the nostalgic sounds of our own youth? I think it's about time that we stand in the center of this storm and connect the voice of the young to the wisdom of the old. But shit, I don't know. I'm still just trying to back it up and drop it like it's hot. You can drop it like it's hot. 
But I'm gonna need some help getting back up. Okay. <laughs> I can only drop it midway, girl. <laughs> girl, drop it midway is the unreleased song of them. Why? I know. That no, mm, drop it midway. Drop, drop it, it midway. Drop it midway. Drop it midway. If your knees can't go all the way, uh, then you gonna have to drop it midway. Drop it midway. Drop, what? Drop, drop it midway. midway. What? Uh, 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 drop it midway. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, good rant. Good rant. And when we come back, we're going to have that one for y'all. Whoop, whoop. When did you fall in love with hip-hop? So we are back, and we finally got Vibe One in the studio. Hey, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? <laughs> we are so glad to have you. Yes. If you are not familiar with Vibe One, he is a hip-hop artist. He's an MC. He's a producer extraordinaire because he actually produced our uh Intro theme song. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so if that voice sounds familiar, that is why. Uh, so glad to have you here, Vibe. Thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And I'm the first guy. Yes, yes. you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Making history up in here. Right. Yeah. First guy. First guy's <laughs> the best guy. Uh, oh yeah (laughs) so we've been talking a lot about brown sugar we just had like a whole argument about Nas so we want to ask when did you fall in love with hip hop Mm, it would probably be 19 um, I think uh, maybe 80 80 80 and then with me was I started break dancing well I always danced but I started implementing break that's when I first I think when I I saw uh, break dancing was 1980, but I fell in love with hip hop, and then around 82, whenever Breaking came out, <laughs> yes, when I saw uh, uh, Turbo dancing with that um with that broom oh, outside, yeah. the, I was like, whoa! You know, you go outside, <laughs> put a put a string on your finger, wrap it around the, the broom, and start doing. Oh man, it was just it was it after that. Oh my God! Y'all don't know, but if you go to a party with Vibe, he's going to dance. If the music is good, he's going to dance from the time he get there until they turn off the music. Gotcha. It's going to be like a nonstop <laughs> occurrence. It is awesome. Okay, so break dance. We were just talking about the perspective of somebody who like was born at the inception of hip hop, mm-hmm. whereas like we were born later, so we always have to go back because right. we were younger, so we have different perspectives on the sound and the influence of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you love Commons, I used to love her, you got a different reason for loving it because you was there when it came out. Right. Whereas yeah. we kind of went back to find it. Like, you heard mm-hmm. somebody talk about it, and you were like, I didn't hear that song. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Let me go back. Because you came, like, I probably came into recognizing Common when um, he did that song with Bilal, and I felt like they just kept playing that video over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am so tired of hearing that. And mm-hmm. then he was Erica Badu's boyfriend, so mm-hmm. I really hadn't listened yeah. to any of his albums in, right. in uh, sequence. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to go backwards, like, well, who are you? Yeah. Wow. Definitely. That's crazy. <laughs> and it is funny because, like you said, I've known about him since he first started. So, for somebody else's perspective, like, you know, you. I know it's, um, I know it's not an issue. I know it's real that people come on to certain uh, artists later, but it's weird when you've been a fan with them from and, inception mm-hmm. or whatever, and then somebody else. It's weird to hear hear that perspective. Like, I didn't know anything to him until two thousand. Like, yeah, wow, he was ten years before that, he was almost eight years before that. Right. Yeah. You know, we'd be like, well, and then you tell your friends, you'd be like. Well, you got to understand, like, when Can I Borrow a Dollar came out, I was, like, five. Right. <laughs> I was still listening to Baby Beluga. Right, right. That's just like us or 
uh, me coming on, getting uh, hip to a song that my mom loved for years. Mm-hmm. Or really, uh, a hip-hop artist would remake a song. It was a song that um, Most Def, I think, on his first album came out with. And my mom was singing the hook or something like that. And I was like, my head, like oh, how she know about it? She said, oh, because that's the same. They took this from such and such. They ain't just sampled the music. They kind of did the hook over or whatever. She was just singing along with it. I think we was driving to Chicago, and I was surprised. She was like, boy, ain't nothing new under the sun. I was like, ah, good one, good one. I had that same moment with my dad. I think that's how I got very into hip-hop samples. Um, just basically, my dad was in the car listening to, like, uh, Mason Puff when they mm, came out with... with um, the- like I know what you're talking. You know oh, exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? The Diana Ross sample. Yes, the Diana Ross oh, sample. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, that's big. Yeah, because it's more money, more problems. Yeah, with you're the right. Diana Ross yeah. sample. Right. You're right. So my dad was kind of like, he's like, girl, this ain't new. He because he was <laughs> he was just trying to kill my buzz. I was in the uh-huh. back seat like this was the best thing ever, mm-hmm. and he was like, girl, this ain't new. This is a Diana Ross song, and I was like so upset that I did not know. Before he told me that it just got me into reading like all the liner notes and like mm-hmm. I need I need to know. I needed to know. I right. needed to know so nobody could ever hit me again. Like so right. I could tell you this is who sampled this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so see, I got very into who was sampled. Yeah, and see for me, that was such a pop one of her popular songs. I thought everybody knew that. Like even younger people because sometimes your parents would just keep playing this type of stuff or your grandparents, you go to your grandparents' house, they they got it going on, playing uh, on Saturday when they're cleaning or something. That's how a lot of music that I heard that came from the 60s because, of course, I wasn't around in the 60s, but I heard a lot of it because it was getting played. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I knew about it. You knew about it. I don't know. I just was kind of lucky that way to get stuff like 10 to 20 years before I was born, as I was young, before I was a teenager, I was already liking the stuff. See that's yeah. so, see that's so different for me because our our parents grew up in church. Our grandparents were very heavy in the church, so mm-hmm. like secular music was kind of like hard to find. You wouldn't go find it like on a CD at the house. Right. Like if my mom was it cleaning, was probably like maybe four, ten. It was probably maybe five <laughs> or ten CD, secular music CDs in the house. Like right. they listened to them like on the radio and stuff, secular mm-hmm. music. But like actual media. In the house, right. it was like maybe five or ten CDs. And it, it was, was like a, probably those type of people were probably the, yeah. the yeah. goody goodiest of the yeah. goody. Uh, well, Anita Baker. Anita mm. Baker. Temptations. Anita yeah. <laughs> Baker giving you the best that I got. Tony Braxton's first album. We had a Motown compilation yes. CD mm-hmm. that we played like till it broke. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can really remember as far as. There was some other stuff, but we I just don't think we just got into it. Oh, like some Grover Washington, because Daddy likes jazz. Oh, uh, yeah, my dad. <laughs> see, that's, that, my dad had records for days. He had Grover Washington. He had a lot of jazz. He loved jazz. You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, who was that? Chic. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. My first album, <laughs> my first album that I got that was bought for me was um, the soundtrack to the movie, um, Saturday Night Fever. That's a good first album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up, because I, um, what what happened was I I was in a play in my school for Greece, and then I I wasn't supposed to be in the play. Uh, me and my friend, our teacher was um, the director, so she had to bring her class down to sit in the gym while she was directing the, um, art, not auditions, but the, uh, what you call it? The, uh, when they practicing, whatever. Oh, rehearsals. Rehearsals. And, um, they are trying to do the shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were messing up. And me and my friend were sitting on the 
<laughs> and she saw us, and she was like, y'all, y'all going to be in the play. Come on. And uh, we was only in the third grade. Everybody else was like probably six or seven graders oh, or wow. something like that. So we did such a good job that, and I was, you know, dancing like I do, <laughs> adding stuff. I was doing extra stuff. And then uh, they was like, would you like to do the um, grease lightning play? Like, I didn't do the acting parts. The older, whoever the older person was, they did that. But I had the white suit, the black uh, shirt. Oh, my God. And they were doing the the dance number, and then they just split, like, the Red Sea. I just came through and just was freestyling, basically. I was doing doing that, doing that. Started flipping. It was, it was, uh, So it got you very into John Travolta. Oh, man. (laughs) It was ridiculous for at least about. Probably about two years. But when uh, they did that, uh, the Fugees did that All Star album. That must have came back together when mm-hmm. they had that uh, "Staying Alive" sample. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that would have been like, see, I was on to something. Right, right. <laughs> yes, right. yes, that's hilarious. I did not know that. That makes total. That makes total sense, vibe. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I like the fact that we have like three different perspectives, perspectives. on yeah. hip hop right now. Okay, so let's talk about lyrics without accountability. Because I'm very, I feel like, somebody asked, like, what's your favorite Tupac song? And I was hoping that they never got to me because I didn't want to have to say Tupac, I get around. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, somebody, you should really have, like, a deeper, more meaningful <laughs> Tupac song be your favorite. And it's like, I mean, I like all of them, but my favorite is I get around. And when I listen to it now as, like, a full-grown person, right. it'd be like, you just be saying it and you'd be like, oh, man, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. I only got one night town. Break yeah. down or be clowned. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, damn, that's mean as hell. If I'm grown, if you said it to me as a grown woman, right. I would be offended. But, like, in this song, it's okay. He ain't talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah. yeah that that's perspective. Crazy. That is. He was one side of the, you know. He And you know what? He had such diversity. He was on, like, both sides of the fence. He mm-hmm. would say something be like keep your head up but hey mm. I, hey say what it's you like feel. you know i mm-hmm. think that um he, he's putting he was putting just in the context of women he was putting out things that um you would maybe normally hear in a conversation but in two different types of settings so he having this political talk or uh revolutionary talk that might be he's talking to a group of people and then the things that he's saying <laughs> to the women is the stuff that, you know, the woman say, I'm a, what is what she say? I'm a queen out in the street, but a freak in the yeah. sheet. So sometimes when you're having uh, sexual intercourse with a woman, she wants you to talk a certain kind of way yes. to her. Yes. And that's probably what, that's probably what the, that's probably what the thing it is. is it's like, that ain't me, but. He can say it because you might think he's fine or whatever. I want him to say that while he's pulling my hair or some old crazy <laughs> stuff. But it's like to the overall general public who people who, who like, you know, mostly keep their stuff hush hush or whatever. They don't, they don't really, they're not really fully expressive. They might be like, oh, like in my mind, I can't believe you said it, but ooh. ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe that is where it's coming from. Like a rapper says something that you wouldn't normally be like, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. But like, Cause you think he's cute, or cause mm-hmm. you know you think he's on a certain level. We'd be like, it's okay that you right. said it, right? But I think it was just, and I feel like it even got worse as it went on. Like, cause I like Three Six Mafia, I like A Ball and MJG, I like mm-hmm. UGK. I feel like all of those things like didn't sound so bad to me when I was like 18, 19. But like in my thirties, I listened back. Ooh, I was listening to Trina, 
like the baddest bitch, and I was like, ooh, right. Lord have mercy. Right. First of all, how did I not get caught listening to this song at <laughs> home and not stop it immediately? Like, ma'am, don't turn this off. Right. But do you think it's affecting women's outlooks on how they view themselves? I definitely, I definitely think um, that it can for sure. Um, a lot of times you have, you know, people might have the issues um, that um, they may have issues from when they were younger, like um, being molested or being, or not even molested, but just disrespected or abused verbally by adults, older siblings, older cousins. Um, family members or whatever that could already suppress not i don't want to say suppress but d- diminish whatever self-confidence that they might have and then not having the the father figure or the male figure or whatever the case may be it's just different things that could can um allow someone to get to the point where it's just they become okay with it or it um affects them in a certain way because it could trigger things mm-hmm. in them that you know that 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 has happened in the past and um i think about that type of stuff just i i guess because there's a lot of women in my family and um i always try to put them in my mind when cause i i've not you know i've never called a woman a, a bitch in a song I've called men bitches in my songs a lot, um, but when it when it comes to even when if I want to talk about something that pissed me off about a relationship or something like that, I can't I can't go there with it. You know what I mean? So I think that it does um, have an effect on 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 women. But the coalition that I I was I, when we started, I was gonna say um, when we were off air is that. He wasn't talking to me like you said. Uh, he said, "Bitch, but he wasn't talking about me." It's just like when we say "nigga," it's like a lot of uh, our elders are like, "Ah, you shouldn't be saying that or whatever." It's like we gonna turn it around, make it mean what we wanted to mean, or mm-hmm. the term of endearment, or and I heard women say, "Oh, girl, we, we call each other best like a term of endearment." Yes. Like, yeah. It's like we gonna take the worst out of something and make it work for us for whatever um, uh, situation we in or whatever mind state we in mm-hmm. to to cope with it or deal with it. At the cusp, a lot of stuff I look at. Well, you know, like English is a bank uh, is a bastard language anyway. A lot of stuff came from different places. So, what does anything mean if we didn't put, put the emphasis on it? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but we all know what stuff means. So, <laughs> I, I, I be battling with that. I battle like I I like like in my music. If I say, I can say super cuss words, right? Yeah. Okay. If I say. M- Motherfucker. Yeah. My mom don't like when I say motherfucker because it's fucking somebody's mother and she's my mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. That's how she sees it. And I was like, nah, but I was like, ah, I wish she wouldn't cuss at all, but at least I was like, all right. So I have to, like, I check as many times. If I say fucking in a song, I'm only going to say it once. And then I still might say, you motherfucker. I might go ahead and say it. <laughs> You might have to go to her and be like, sorry, later. Yeah, like, yeah, that but song. it's like, yeah. like if I, when I was posting songs, um, uh, links to, to songs on Facebook, I, my mom used to be like, make sure you give me the uh, parental guide, uh, what's the parental <laughs> sticker, whatever, before, because yeah, I'm yeah. just going to hit play because it's you. 
if I hear something, I you know, she gonna cringe. So I, I put something, if it's real vulgar, it's gonna be a lot of cussing. I'll be like, mom, not for you. Not for you. I mean, I was way grown doing that. In my thirties, I was like, mom, you know, don't listen not to Not for you, mom, not yeah. for you. I think that's I think that's interesting. Well, that will bring me into the next topic I wanted to talk about. Like, I feel like four 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 came out and it was just so interesting. It had been so long since I heard like a full album played on the radio. I feel like they used to do that and then they just stopped doing it over the course of time. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it really affected men in a different way than I had seen an album affect men in a long time. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like men take hip hop very personally. Especially yeah. black men. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the their story is being told. And yeah. it's something so easy for them to relate to. Right. So when four 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 came out, I felt like before then, like hip hop had, had like a Peter Pan syndrome where like all the men wanted to always stay eternally youthful mm-hmm. and never really quite grow up mm-hmm. to the point where if you did grow up you kinda got made fun of or right. like it was something like they kept quiet, like, I got a family, I got a wife, but Yeah, mm, kept it on the back burner. This is like on the back burner. Yeah. I don't bring this to the public mm-hmm. so I can keep my image a certain way mm-hmm. but 444 like really changed that not only for the industry but i just felt like for men in general like it made it socially acceptable and okay to grow up and everybody mm-hmm. can see it and you can be proud of it like mm-hmm. look this is my wife this is my family mm-hmm. i got my daughter in the booth with me like mm-hmm. it changed it do you think 444 changed the game for everybody to like grow up i think i let's see it's probably a couple of different ways I, I i have a perspective on that to answer your question though yes because just like what you were saying, you're going to grow up. That doesn't mean that you're going to stop loving whatever the craft it, that you've been doing since you were younger. That, that doesn't mean that you want to um, shy, shy away from it. And a lot of times with, with music, hip-hop music in general, they put the young man or young woman's um, stigma on it. And, it's, and you got you have to grow. So when you grow, you have to talk about things that's going on in your life at that time if you what's going to make you look ridiculous in your 40s rapping is if you're still talking about the stuff you were doing in when you was in your 20s and it's obviously ignorant yeah you know what i mean so that's what's gonna that's what's gonna um uh make you seem to me that's what's gonna make you be corny mm. if you really talking about what's really going on in your life at this stage and with him even though he tries to be uh jay-z even though he he, he really um, puts a forth the effort to be uh i guess secretive is the word mm. uh disclosed he's 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 with beyonce so yeah. it's, it's yeah. a certain amount he's not even gonna be able to hand he's not gonna be able to stop the paparazzi he's not gonna be able to stop the cameras always being on him or whatever you know the, you know just like they couldn't stop from people seeing him in the elevator all this stuff right. so it's yeah. like he, you lose a certain so level at this of point, anonymity when you yeah. with beyonce mm-hmm. so at this point it's like you might as well be real about it because everybody's probably uh curious about it and you can't really come out talking no mess after that because it's like yeah well, yeah right that ain't what happened in the, in the elevator mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right yeah okay well you know what i mean so it's like you almost a force to really tell who if you're still gonna do the music he don't have to keep doing music he don't you know wealthy as he is but if you're gonna keep doing it and it makes sense and nobody be able to come at you you're gonna have to really just come forth and be Tell people exactly what's really going, and I think he's always told what's going on in his life, but not know about no being in love and being hurt, or mm, no, not none of no no vulnerable, not no vulnerable stuff like that. You know, the most vulnerable that a lot of hip hop artists may get is talking about their homie died. Talking about their homie or talking about their mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, those are the two times you are allowed to be vulnerable, <laughs> yeah. and that's this it. is true. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. I felt like I felt like wow when I heard it. I was like, I really like this album. I think it's dope. But like the long term effect of four four four, like I just started people started seeing people's relationships like start to flourish and get better and mm-hmm. people be more comfortable. And I was like, right. Right. Like, y'all stop wearing white tees and, bun- and jerseys to the club when Jay-Z said put on a button down. Exactly. And now that Jay-Z said it's okay to be married and have kids and have a family, it's like it just quiet as kept, got like way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like even T.I. and Tiny are like, you know, we together. You know, he had the family hustle before, but it's like, no, y'all flourishing right now. Mm-hmm. Like y'all decided we going to actually be together and forgive each other. Yeah. Yes. I mean, even Will and Jada are being more open yes, about what's going on with themselves. Yes, people are being more open in themselves. public. Yeah. And, true. you know, these are the people, whether we like to admit it or not, like, you know, you have people in your life, people tangible, real, that you can touch, but these are the people you look up to and think are cool or the people you emulate mm-hmm. in real life, mm-hmm. if you want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they are being more positive and open and showing the realness of themselves and the inner workings of the family and relationships that they have, I think better affect the outlook of black people interacting with each other. Because, yeah. I mean, people wanted to get married and go to college because of the Cosbys. So you can't say that Jay-Z and Beyonce or Will and Jada aren't affecting the mindsets of the people who are currently of the age to have families and get married. Right, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. another thing that um, with him dropping that album him continuously dropping great music, one, and then lastly him dropping that album is is a a thing that's gonna help people who still who are still rapping, who are still artists, singer and whatever, uh at an older age to Man, I ain't gotta I don't have to stop doing this. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about what somebody's saying or what I feel or you just really just be yourself and and do you to the utmost. So I, I think that that album helped that as far as artists are concerned. Yes, and it mm. helped uh, grown up hip hop like mm-hmm. become more mainstream. Yes, because I remember thinking about four forty four and I was like in my feelings like, well, Nas did Life Is Good, and I really thought that was a grown ass man hip hop mm-hmm. album, and like it was good and people liked it, but it just didn't do the same thing four 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 did. And um, then I heard a collaboration album between um, Eric Roberson and Fonte from the Foreign Exchange, which mm-hmm. was dope. And it was so grown-up hip-hop. It actually came out before 444. And I thought, I really wish there were more grown-up hip-hop albums. Yeah. Because we're all getting older, and mm-hmm. we all love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, we haven't stopped listening to it. Yeah. Like, we're a market to, you know to make stuff for so yep. why and we grow yeah. that money so why can't i have music yeah <laughs> like true. That... i'm gonna buy your 99 cent download <laughs> yeah and the guy with no job right he's still looking for a job straight out of college so mm-hmm. why am i not a market mm-hmm. that's the exact thing that was on my mind when i was working on um on my latest project which i love the maturation <laughs> of leah roney get that on all <laughs> platforms is that's that right there this it's like you, we we still here. We still love music, even if we like the beat of today. You still want the lyrics to talk about things that you can you can really relate to. Yes, and, like you can put it on a trap beat, but if you're talking about grown man stuff or mm-hmm. grown woman stuff, it gives you a whole nother feeling right. that you can vibe to this rather than what K. Ray was saying earlier. Like I just can't relate to it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's there's there's younger artists that I feel. Are, are dope and I, I and I really get that their skill set is 
is is is amazing and any and even positive. But for example, um, J Cole, I just got his latest album. It's been out. But his second, I think it was in his first. I think I listened to the second album and the third album, and I was like, "This is dope. This is good." But I, I, it, it, I couldn't sit with it that long because he was talking about stuff that you talk about in that pocket of time. You twenty one, mm, twenty three, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I remember that." But I, I can only say I remember that a couple times, and I'm like, <laughs> I got to put that back. You know yeah, what yeah, I, know I what supported you mean. it. I bought it, so I did. I did what I felt like I should have done to help. Um, the culture of hip hop buying something that I really thought was um was dope material, but it didn't sit with me as long as like a four 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 that stayed yeah. in the in the in really the web did. at least for the I mean I, I could still pull it back out and play it and still be like you know what I mean still um get something and probably maybe even hear something that I didn't hear last year or something like that just just going back through but listening to certain certain artists that are way younger than me. I can only appreciate the talent. Mm. I don't necessarily take take it and hold I on to it. I hear what you're saying because I yeah. can feel a radio track. Like I can feel a radio track and want to hear it at a party, but I don't think I can listen to Little Baby whole album. Right. <laughs> like I can't. I'm not gonna do it. Um. Mm. It's like I can't go see. Like I took my goddaughter to see Smallfoot. Um, I couldn't. I wouldn't have went and seen that by myself. Mm-mm. I went because she to take her to see. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's just, it's the same thing it's with just, music. Like, you know, I can only I can only do so much of this. I can do Drake. But some about it's it's a certain frequency of confidence that hip hop portrays and gives you. So I can see how like you could keep up because I always be like, all right, I'm gonna turn the radio on because I don't want to have old ears. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's my <laughs> ultimate fear. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to hear something be like, oh my god, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's like no. Um, or I listen to Cardi B's whole album. Like it's it's been a minute since I can play a whole album like from beginning to end. That's always the test of if it's good or not. Right. And I can listen to that beginning to end, liked it, could relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't want my ear to get old. Oh, I fell into the trap. I got you old did. ear. You fell into no, the trap. No, I think it was a phase. I think I'm kind of coming out of it. It's a little bit of phase. Like I don't like nothing. Right. Like nothing. Right. But no, I think I'm coming out of it now. I still hear some new stuff. I'm like, okay, I can get with this. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Because I'm always asking Carrie, like, did you hear this? Did you hear this? She'd be like, no, I didn't hear it yet. Right. And it'd be like, well, are you going to listen to it? I need somebody to talk about it. <laughs> it was, and she'd be like, no. But luckily, Will, her boyfriend, is very, her fiance, fiance. Is, is very into music. Yeah, he's very into so everything. So at least if Carrie, yeah. now if Carrie has a listen to it, I can go, Carrie, did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. I can go, well, Will, did you listen to it? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I did hear it. I liked it. So. Uh, uh. <laughs> Get out the way, Cameron. Did you listen to it? So, yeah, I think that's definitely, definitely that. So, I did want to ask, do you care if we play some of your music on the podcast? Oh, no. I kind of want to share Call It Love with the podcast. Definitely. Okay, good. Definitely. Well, then send me the track so I can put it into, um, so I can put like a snippet of it okay. at the end of the podcast. Okay. But I'm editing tomorrow, so. If you hear it or not, y'all, it is dependent upon <laughs> if Fab sends me the track so I can make a snippet of it. I'll probably send it before I walk out of here. Okay, yeah, okay cool. cool. Yes, because Call It Love is probably one of my favorite. I love She Power. First time I heard him do that, it was like I started, I teared up a little bit. I was like, no, you can't uh... tear up because this is like a very fast-paced song, so it would it would not make any sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I was like, I just like it. Um, yeah, I love that song. The only reason I haven't, come out with that one yet and really really pushed it is because the way i want to bring it out i really want i want it to be um like a movement behind it 
uh, and I want to make sure I do it right because I, you know, a lot of times you can have men who are trying to do something in 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 regards or showing respect to women, but it comes won't, off wrong. Yeah, and won't have the women won't have a woman's input in it, or you know what I mean. So I don't want to be like. Hey, I I did something for the women. <laughs> you know, you know, no no high horse anything. I don't want it to come off like that at all. I really wanted to be um like paying homage and like you said, you you feel like you wanted to tear. I wanted to really just be this genuine thing. Like I can really appreciate the song. I can play it. Anybody can play the song. I don't think I said one curse word in it. And um and it's banging though. It's like it's, it's a it's, it's a, a bouncy track. And shout out to uh shout out to Party Rain for uh, for 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 um, let me get that track. Um but uh, I'm definitely going to uh yeah, the whole album's like the whole album. If y'all haven't heard the maturation of Liv Roni, you can stream it now on Spotify. You on Apple Music? Everything. You on everything. Anywhere where you can stream music, you can stream music. Definitely check out Vibe One. And you know what? Um you can actually um if you go on Bandcamp and Pick the individual song and tonight. You can download it from there. Oh, yeah. yes. Nice. Yeah. You already know. <laughs> All right. If you like them wise girls, you need to be out there supporting Vibe One because he's making that grown up hip hop that we are all in our 30s searching and really needing Real in our time. lives. Yeah. In our lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. Yes. Well, Vibe, we appreciate you coming in. Yes. We love having the male perspective. Thank you for being our first man on the podcast oh man i appreciate it thank you very much thank you very much y'all doing a wonderful job wonderful thank you so much we're always uncertain yeah it's true we're always uncertain but we appreciate that that keeps you genuine though i I feel like y'all come off genuine um for people not to see you you're just hearing it i I feel like y'all come off very genuine and i appreciate y'all Thank you very much for having me. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. Bab one, when we come back, we're going to close everything out with our wise principle. Let me holler at you, baby. Yo, you had me a whole tap. Giving me the time of the day, I felt blessed. Had my eyes set on the best. So why would I waste my time with the rest? Had my heart beating so hard in my chest. Had to pace my words so I can catch my breath. You were so fresh, I was covered in sweat. Had to keep my eyes up, trying to show you respect. Usually with that, they come to catch. When a nigga can't hit, he be ready to step. But you were worth so much more than that. To be in your bed, yeah, I waited for that. Slow walk it, live it like I talk it. You found love in me and never lost it. You give me so much energy, I'm never exhausted. Relationship shining, so you know that we flossing. Call it what you want, I'ma call it love. Thought you didn't want it, now you can't get enough. Call it what you need, I'ma call it love. Thought you didn't want it, now you can't get enough. Well, I gotta say, this has been an awesome show. Yes, yeah, see, aren't you in a better mood than at the beginning of the podcast? Yes, I am. We all know, as women, we go through things. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we do. It's just <laughs> one of them days. <laughs> well, you don't want to get about a bed. <laughs> I got to give you. Everything gets on your nerves. Yes, I'm giving. Hey, we record on the weekends, so I understand. Some Saturdays, 
<laughs> just don't be for it. We'd be like, again? <laughs> no, but I always have fun here. I'm so proud of us. I love coming here. I love doing this. I know. We're halfway through the season. I know. Boop, 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 boop. But we got to wrap this one up. We got to talk about what's the wise principle of it all. Uh, the wise principle of it all is if you are upset with the current voice of hip-hop, remember that it is youth-driven. And what was you doing in your 20s? Mm. Okay. Mm. I look back and think, damn girl, you were stupid. <sighs> 2020 is hindsight. So when you look back on yourself, you're going to look back with growth, and that's actually the whole objective of living. Yes. And we have to remember that these are people in their youth making art for them with the mindsets that they have in their youth. And art is only a reflection of the time. So if you feel like none of this art is reflecting your time and you're a hip-hop artist, Keep making art. Keep making art. And there is a market out there for people who want to hear some grown-up hip-hop for their grown-ass minds. One time for your grown-ass mind. Yes, because, you know, I'm trying to build my life up. You know, I'm trying to be adulting 10.0. 10.0? Dang. Yes. You sound like an iPhone. I know. (laughs) The older you get, the more you like. I'm tired of life pimping me. I'm trying to pimp life. life. What? Come on. Get with it. So I need some music, some soundtrack to go along with that. So everybody out there, if you're an artist and you're older, keep making them bumping hits. Keep making it. I really appreciate all the grown-up hip-hop tunes. Yes. So we are closing this episode of them wise girls and we thank you for tuning in we gonna catch y'all on the, the flip, flip side, side. Um, yeah, what, 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 let em. hey yo Brent yo what's up Wait, 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 wait,